0: feel it coming
2: in the air, yeah. and the screams from everywhere, yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill, ready. it's a dangerous Son. love affair, Come can't be scared when it down, got a problem, tell me <laughs> now, only thing that's on my mind, Still on this town
3: tonight. Hey,
2: welcome to the Criminalized Sports Talk. We got a fast 45 minutes coming up, but I do want to talk some football. I want to find out with these final four teams, which team is the best team in there or which would be the surprise. I I have an idea, probably a pretty good idea. I know my surprises. I know the best team, uh, in my opinion, but I do want to talk about some Patriots football and that Jets game. That was a pretty good game, although the Patriots came off flat. The Patriots bench West Worker to start the game. I want to play an insert to that and then we'll talk a little bit more about what I think about that.
0: Tate and Edelman that were longer than that 10 yard run. Second and five, and Brady throws across the net. And he's gotten Rucker to the two. Getting banged around down there by Eric Smith, but it picks up the seven and the first. Yeah, it happened so quick, Eric Smith can't get in there and make the play. Hey, Tom Brady saw it and threw it hard to Wes Welker. Oh, wow, what was that flying off those helmets? Again, Wes Welker did not start the game as he normally would.
2: As you hear from that insert, Wes Welker not starting the first quarter of the football game, which is unfortunately, and, and I give my opinions on uh, what he did. But what he did do and the reason for that, as he talked a little bit more about what Rex Ryan and the foot fetish thing that he and his wife has, uh, if if you haven't been following the uh, Jets and Rex Ryan Ryan and his wife, I think they are swingers. Uh, I don't know how she can be a swinger and he can't be a swinger, but that's not the story. We'll get into that. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in, be a part of the show. If you have any questions or comments about that or anything, you call in, we can talk about that. But but uh, Wes Walker being benched because of the foot fetish, I think in – um. He did it. He mentioned the word "foot" in about twelve times uh, in his press conference, and and that's unfortunate. Now, personally, a guy of his talent, a professional, um, I think he's able to do that. Can talk to the media, have some fun with the media, because at the end of the day, he actually respects the Jets. Actually respects uh, Rex Ryan what they do, what they did. He was having some fun with it. But he's a guy, in my opinion, that can go out there and still play at a high level. Now, it's a silly to bench him if he was on any other team. But if you think about the New England Patriots, let's just call them the Harvard of the NFL. And we won't say that about the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll call them, we'll call Pittsburgh Steelers, let's call them Temple. Yeah, let's call them Temple. But. The Harvard of the NFL, the New England Patriots, more sophisticated team. You never hear about the things they do as far as uh, – you never hear about guys as far as the disruptions they cause on the team or taking the focus off the team. And I think uh, Belichick uh, was making a statement when he benched one of his best players. I thought that messed up the chemistry being benched in the first uh, – playing against the New York Jets, being benched in the first quarter. I think that messed up the uh, chemistry, uh, and that went a long way and happened these guys. Where they hurting these guys, and they and they lost the football game to the New York Jets. Now I'm not going to take a whole lot of, uh, away from the Jets, because the Jets play good football. But Belichick, the chemistry, Tom Brady in the first quarter looking for his guy. You look around the you look around the team, and you're looking for that guy who was always there for you, or uh, those crossing routes, those short routes where he could take it the distance, and that's and that's Wes Welker. Um, but when you know how that chemistry on the field, it's hard to get it back in an instant. So. That, that was the situation where he was being benched. And it's unfortunately um, uh, that that happened. Uh, the Pitch, the Patriots, the New England Patriots, lose that game to the Jets 28-21. The Jets advance to the AFC Championship. That AFC Championship game will be played in Pittsburgh. Uh, we'll talk about that. Uh, before I came on, or not before I came on, as I came on, I talked about who are the, final, the best team in these Final Fours. We have the Patriots. I'm sorry, we have the Jets. That just beat the Patriots. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers. We have the um we have the Green Bay Packers. Surprising team. Um uh, and we have the Chicago Bears. Out of those four teams, the Chicago Bears, in my opinion, uh, even though they hear, even though uh they've been playing, Jay Cutler has been playing better. I think he's picked up the uh Mike Mart's offense, that same offense that got him to a couple Super Bowls when he was in St. Louis. Uh, I'm talking Mike March. I think Jay Cutler has picked up this offense in the Chicago Bears. He doesn't have the receivers that uh, that were in St. Louis when uh, Warner was uh, – he doesn't have an Isaac Bruce or Torrey Holt. He, uh, but these guys are serviceable. These guys are something to be dealt with. Uh, they do have uh, speed out there. They do have one of the best return guys uh, in the game, in the history of the game, uh, let me add that. Um but as far as Cutler concerned, I think he picked up the offense well. In my opinion, uh, I don't think they're going to beat – this is a team, the Green Bay Packers, that they want to keep out of there. They had a chance to beat them. Green Bay had to beat them, and then they had to beat uh, another team to get in. Uh, but if they, the Chicago Bears were to beat the Green Bay Packers, we would no longer be talking about them as of today. But they're in. Um, the Chicago Bears need to run the football, in my opinion, uh, to compete in these final, four game, the final two games – they are hosting the NFC Championship, which is good for them. Uh, they play well all year, uh, but I don't think they have enough uh, to be in that championship game. If they do, they do. That's fine. Uh, Well-deserved. You can't take away from the things they've done uh, in the season. They added some guys on that team that, that went a long way defensively. Um, Julius Pepper, for one, uh, came out, came to the Chicago, played outstandingly uh, as he did in uh, Carolina. But they put the pieces of the puzzle together. Uh, I mentioned Jay Cutler. He's understanding the offense more all at his time. And Jay Cutler, in the beginning, if you remember in a few games, he took so many sacks. You can't sit there and take the sacks because the offensive line can't block guys like Julius Pepper uh, all all for about five seconds. Five seconds is long enough. Receiver, quarterback routes are timed up. You have to get the ball out of your hand. Sometimes it's better to throw it away than sit back and take that sack. Um so I think Cutler's now getting rid of the ball. They do have to establish the running game with Forte, uh, who was a, his rookie year was outstanding. But they're coming in and they're doing they doing great things and they are playing a, they hosted the NFC Championship for the first time in a long time, uh, and these guys are um, playing the Green Bay Packers. Now the Green Bay Packers, this is a team that uh, a lot of guys didn't want to see in these uh, playoffs, and I will tell you why. They played great war, uh, role games. As I mentioned, they had to beat the Chicago Bears, and the Chicago Bears was trying to beat them. I think that was a 20-23 to 23 game. Uh, Green Bay won that game. But they played the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I mean, Green Bay Packers played uh, Philly and beat Philly 21-16 in Philly, which Philly had a better team. I think defensively they secondary in Philadelphia. Was the cause of the situation uh, and them losing the football game? I think they got a lot of pressure on Michael Vick. Uh, if you if you watch that game, uh, Vick had nowhere to run to. Uh, if you kept him in the pocket, he was not as dangerous as him rolling out, being having an option to throw or having an option to run. And either way, he was deadly outside of the pocket. I think Matthews and those guys did a great job keeping him in the pocket, uh, and and it allows uh, him to make more mistakes than he normally make uh, during the course of a football game. He has uh, so on 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 the note of Green Bay Packers, they go into Philadelphia and they beat that team. Man, that's fine. That's a good football team Philadelphia has. So, what happened in that game is the Green Bay Packers found a running game. Um, they uh, we talked about them earlier not being able to go this far if they didn't have a running game when Grant uh Ryan Grant went out early in the season, uh lost him for the season they were done. Uh, they lost a few games because they became one-dimensional. But the Green Bay Packers beat Philly uh, 21-16. The next week they go and beat the NFC uh, uh, champions, the Atlanta Falcons, NFC South champs, the Atlanta Falcons. This game was over from start to finish. The momentum along in this game uh, that the Green Bay Packers put on these guys was 48-21 was the final score. Uh, they were able to run the ball. This was something they, wouldn't, they wasn't able to do Uh, When they came, um, when they got to the playoffs, so how you get in, how you get in, and why you get in has nothing to do. Well, it has. I wouldn't say it didn't have anything to do. But when you get in, you are that team that could beat a lot of teams. And 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 I say that thinking of the Seattle Seahawks. But let me stay on Green Bay for a while. Aaron Rodgers had an outstanding day against the Atlanta Falcons. He was 31 for 36. Yeah, 366 yards, three touchdowns. The outstanding part about this, two things. He didn't have a lot of turnovers. Uh, he didn't have any turnovers. Uh, rushing, they were able to rush the ball. You look at these numbers, 25 carries for 66 yards. Now, you think that 66 yards is nothing. What was more important to me are the carries because they kept with the effort of running the football. They made a violent effort to run the football. That way it opens up a lot of things as far as the play action. And uh, Aaron Rodgers... Uh, when he's in a rhythm and he's 31 for 36, which is outstanding uh, because of the play action, you may just see the 66 yards total yards rushing, which is not that bad, but the he's he, he made a violent effort. They kept with the running game, offense coordinator, kept handing the ball off. He had 25 carries. That allows him to run the football. That allows to keep the defense honest, the linebackers in. That way he hits a lot of those crossing routes. Greg Jennings had an outstanding day. Uh, Jay Nelson had a, a pretty good day. Jennings, eight receptions for 101 yards, 12.6 yards average. He didn't get in the end zone, but Nelson did, and he had the same amount of reception for 79 yards, averaging 9.9. He got in the end zone, as I said. was disappointing that the Atlanta Falcons does have a better, te- a better team, than, in my opinion. But uh, Matt Ryan uh, went 20 for 29, 186. That's not bad if you're able to run the football. If my quarterback goes 20 for 29, 186, one touchdown, I'm not going to have so much a problem with that. My problem comes when he throws the two interceptions, and, and at the wrong time, one of those interceptions goes for a pick six. That's not helping your team win. As your third year in the league, your first year you were outstanding. Everybody was looking for you to be that great next quarterback. Uh, your second year was disappointing to me because a lot of injuries you had, you're supposed to be able to play with those injuries. You Actually, you was hurt. Those weren't injuries. Injuries you can't play with. If you hurt, you can play football. You do like everybody else do, and I'm talking to Matt Ryan, and I'm talking to all quarterbacks. You do what the rest of the team does. You suck it up, and you play through injuries. If you're throwing on, arm, if you can throw the football, you can play football. Talk to your offensive line. Tell them to protect you more. But anyway, Matt Ryan, he goes 20 for 29, 186 yards, and I mentioned one touchdown, but two turnovers, two interceptions, one for a pick six. That's not a problem outside of the interceptions, but they couldn't run the football. Turner had 10 carries for 39 yards, a 3.9, obviously a 3.9 average. He did get an end zone. That's not making a valid effort to run the football. Now, where was Roddy White? Roddy White was six for uh, six receptions for 57 yards. He got in an end zone with one touchdown. Michael Jenkins, same receptions, six, ten more yards, more than Roddy White on 11.2 average, not in an end zone. The, the, the disappointing part of this is Turner. Uh, and his rushing average, uh, in this game 3.39. You have to give Michael Turner the ball. This is seventh year. He was when he left San Diego, he's one of the best backs sought after. San Diego didn't want to let him go the first time. Uh, so when they finally got him, that propelled the Atlanta Falcons team into being a better all around team. Uh, with the addition to Matt Ryan coming out of college, I think Matt Ryan might have went to Boston College, if I'm not mistaken. But, um, let tell continue that right now. Matt Ryan uh, went to Boston College. He is now in his third season, age 25. But you have to give Michael Turner the football, and that wasn't being done uh, in the case of the Atlanta Falcons and Green Bay game, and that went a long way to not um, winning a football game. I always think you have to run the football first to become successful and opening up your offense. Now, we got 30 minutes, and I do want to talk a little bit more. When I said uh, earlier about the Seattle Seahawks, you know, if you get in, you do have a good chance. Uh, to winning a football game, I give you my mixed feelings on that. But we will talk some uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. We will talk some New York Jets uh, as we come back out of this break. Uh, this is the Kwame Lassa Sports. We'll be back in two minutes. Nice music selection. I like that. Okay.
0: your internet flagship station for sports voice mark is sports Time
1: 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
5: Arms.
2: Arms. Hey, welcome back to the Queamalas Sports. We are talking NFL football. We are talking playoffs. Uh just got to finish talking about the Tom Brady situation. Actually, the Wes Wilkes situation and and him being benched. We talked about the uh Green Bay Packers being one of the teams you really don't want to see in this playoff because they are they are peaking at the right time and that is in the playoffs you know I talked a little bit about the Jets I say we're going to talk Pittsburgh Steelers and we will uh, but when I was talking about the Patriots it wasn't so much more what they did do Well I said you have to give the New York Jets credit uh, and let's give some credit to what they did they trash talked and they backed it up Rex Ryan uh, has always been that brass coach uh, he trash talked against the uh, the uh, New England Patriots, which is, is 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 not hard to do. They don't. Patriots don't try. They doesn't. They do not trash talk. So it's not like you are gonna get something out of them. When your players start looking like your coach, then you got your guys start following you. You got your st- you, you got your players start responding to what you're doing. And Cromartie, uh made some comments earlier about how he felt about Tom Brady. Tom Brady left it laughed it off. Being around Belichick more than Wes worker has been around Belichick. He laughed it off. Didn't make too many comments. I don't think. Tom Brady saying what Wes said would have been benched. That would have been an interesting situation to see. Uh, in fact, I would have loved to have seen that if he would have said some stuff that Wes Worker said. And Wes was having fun. Again, I say take care of what you got to take care of on the football field. i never been a real trash talker during the week because during the week I was trying to get ready for the football game so I didn't have to do a lot of thinking uh, in the game. When you prepare um, extensively during the week on everything you're supposed to do, you get the assignment, there's a game plan. Uh, then you got to be able to go into halftime and locker room at halftime and make some adjustments. you got to be responding to that. It's just a little niche or tweak here and there. Let me say this about the New England Patriots. They've rarely been behind all year. They've been that dominant team. That's why we say that was the team that's going to represent the AFC and the uh, Super Bowl. The Patriots were down in halftime. So they're not used to making those halftime adjustments. You think you have Belichick over there and the rest of his staff. Um, anybody on his staff usually get head coaching jobs or get uh, or get probably uh, asked to uh, um, interview for head, co- head coaching jobs. But these guys, the New England Patriots, didn't have to make those halftime adjustments during the regular season. So it was a shocker uh, that they had to do that uh, in this playoff game against the Jets. The last time they played the Jets, they beat the jets 43 to maybe 17 or something like that uh different ball game different situation uh they were in the playoffs the jets had to get in the playoffs somehow and they got in uh, i think uh, by teams losing they didn't control their own destiny to do so but they got in the play in playoffs and i also thought that was one of the teams that you really don't want to see in the playoffs if they start putting together because they do have a defense that can get keep them in games what i want to see more so Offensively for the Jets is how Mark Sanchez and how um the offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer was gonna respond to situations like this. I always thought that Rex Ryan trash talked and he put that more onus on his defense to respond, and I think his defense responds for the most part. But when you always three and all when the offense is three and out consistently, too many times, defense never get a break, so you can look like the defense gave up certain situations where if they can sit on the sideline for a sustained a 12-play drive, then you'll get better performance out there. I think your offense should always be able to have a 12-play, not always. I think your offense should always uh, extend that to a 6-12 to 12 play, give yourself some time. Football is a game of field position. If, you, if you're if you not uh, you're getting first down, you get in a position where you put your team in the back and you dare them to try to drive the football against your, uh, your defense, especially against a New York Jets defense, especially when they have so much pressure on their on their backs. Uh, but Mark Sanchez had an outstanding day. And what I mean by that, he was 16 for 25. Now, that may not be good for you, but 194 yards. He did not turn the football over. He had three touchdowns. He was able to throw the ball across the field. He was able to throw the ball down the field. He was able to have some play actions um, with the Ladanian Thomas and with the Sean Green. Now, as far as the rushing game is concerned, Sean Green, 17 for 76. And this is the guy they let uh, Leon Washington go to Seattle for because he had an outstanding uh, year last year with um, uh, Jones, Thomas Jones, those two. And, and you saw so much promise in this guy, which is still there. But then when they got a chance to bring in a LaDainian a Ladanian Thomason, uh, that cuts his reps down, that cuts his activity down in the backfield. But he's still a pretty good back. Uh, the 17-for-76, 4.5 average, and he got it in end zone as far as rushing uh, was pretty good in the playoffs because LaDainian Thomas had a 10 uh, carries for 43 yards with a 4.3-yard average. No rushing touchdown, but he did get an end zone off a, a play-action screen pass. I don't even know much so much as a screen pass. He got onto the flats and beat the linebacker in the end zone. Um, but that, that 27 total, between the two of those guys, 27 uh, total carries, uh, for uh, 113 yards, that's a good day. That's making an effort to run the football regardless of which guy was in there. Uh, Receiving-wise, the, the New York Jets kept a little balance. Uh, you would think you would see uh, Santonio San Holmes in there as far as one of the leading receivers, but it was Jay Cartry. He had five receptions for 96 yards. That is a good day out there with 19.2 average. No no touchdowns, No, no touchdown receptions, but Braylon Edwards, it's a guy whose contract is up, two receptions for 52 yards. Now, you see that, two receptions for 52 yards, 26 yards average, and he has a touchdown, which means he's one of their big play. Even with Antonio Holmes there, he's one of their big play guys uh, to have those type of numbers, just two receptions. Uh, now, you like to come to the game, you like to at least get five or six of those receptions uh, probably for 80-plus yards uh, and 80 yards or more. Uh, and get in the end zone, but when you're a big play guy, you get those deep balls, and he caught him at the right time. I think he abused that corner he was on. He gets in the end zone, so it wasn't so much a lot. It wasn't so much what the New England Patriots didn't do. I think the, the situation with Wes Welker benching him messes up the chemistry. Tom Brady go-to guy. Tom Brady, this was the same guy when he broke his leg. Tom Brady comes out to work with him because he knew he was going to have to count on that guy. And Tom Brady also had an outstanding. Uh, he threw the ball 45 times, connected on 29 of them, 299 yards. I don't want Tom Brady throwing the ball 45 times. But if you look at the what they have over there as far as the running game, they don't have one. He has two touchdowns and interceptions. Interception comes late in the game, and that seals the deal for those guys. Uh, you got to give him some credit because he, he went out there and played. They just looked flat, the Patriots did. Looked flat in that whole game. Uh, guys were dropping balls. Uh Tom Brady had time to throw the ball, but nobody was open. Give credit to Revis, uh Morrison, and you give credit to uh Cromartie for shutting down those guys. Um uh, so I-, I think um the New York Jets came out and played well. They responded to it. Uh Brian Schottenheimer, the office co- coordinator for the New York Jets, uh took the took the uh handcuffs off Mark Sanchez and let him throw. If he's um uh, and Mark Sanchez while I'm on it he is uh, the winningest coach in the New York Jets history, which is not saying much. Coach or player? Coach. I mean player, I'm sorry. He's the winningest player in the New York Jets history uh, in his second season. Uh, coming out of USC, having never played, rarely played, uh, but when you're in a program like that, you, you do get some experience because you do have a coach who was in the league, uh, but he's the winningest. And I'm... And I'm even going through that nineteen sixty nine when they won a championship with Joe Namath. But he's the winningest uh, player in the New York Jets history. Is that a uh, Coach B? That's Coach B. What's going on, fellas? What's up, man? It's just me.
3: Oh, is you? Always oh, just me. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sorry, I came on late, man. The weather's up here killing us, man.
2: What's the weather up here and oh, where, where is up here?
3: Wheaton, snow, got ice on the ground. Got, out, got it. I just walked in the office.
2: Where where are you in? Philadelphia or DC or, or Virginia? Oh, yeah. Allentown. Allentown, okay. Well, that's Coach B, Coach B. I was talking about the uh the New York Jets and the Patriots and it wasn't so much that uh what the Patriots didn't do, but you got to give credit to what the New York Jets were able to come out and do. They played balanced, they didn't make a lot of mistakes. I think the receivers did an outstanding job. I think Revis did well on a uh, branch. Kramadi uh was on a uh, uh the extra receivers they had over there. Uh he trash talked and he back it up like his coach did. Uh Rex Ryan, um how did you uh, receive this game uh, as you watched it? Tony Holmes had a pretty good game for the Jets, but how did you receive this game as you watched it?
3: Well, I, you know, I watched the game you know, with the same due diligence as you did, and I just looked at it as they came out and played football. They outplayed this, the New England Patriots. I don't care. you know. And, and again, you know, I'll be completely honest with you, and this is coming from a coach that that game proved that Tom Brady is not the MVP of the National Football League.
5: MVP. it proved
3: that he is not the mvp the mvp played on saturday in green bay aaron Rodgers. i'll stand by that and i will say that that kid that guy has done everything from week one until saturday afternoon and he's he put that team on his back he's the best quarterback the best player in the national football league right now i think that you know uh the patriots just went in there um they did the Jets did what they were supposed to do to win the game. All the trash talking from the week prior week, all the trash talking from um the HBO um special hard knocks throughout the season, it cumulated when they beat the Patriots. Now, this is they're, they're if you they've everybody's been saying they're running through this gauntlet. You know, they had the, the Colts first round. The Patriots second round. They beat the Steelers, which they've already beat early the year, twenty two seventeen. They beat the Steelers. Then, you know, the only team I can see I can say out there that could possibly beat them will be the, the Green Bay Packers cuz I know the the, the Bears you, will not beat the Jets.
2: You saying if they let me let me um you saying if they beat the Steelers or they will beat the Steelers?
3: I think they can they will beat the Steelers. Steelers I think, are not a very good team. Steelers barely won that game on Saturday against the Ravens. I don't think that and I say that because they did.
2: <laughs> well you, well, you know what? The Ravens is not a that's that's not a over team. The Ravens have a, foot, a pretty good football team. They have a, but you look at what um, T.J. Husmanzada out did in the final minutes of the game, final seconds of the game. He drops the ball. It sustains the game. All they need is a uh, at that at that point they needed a field goal to tie the game. Yep. You look at Anquan Bowden dropping balls. He's one of the he's been their go go to guy. Uh, even though Mason over there but Anquan's been their go-to guy uh well, when that ball is they in there
3: they to be the number two number one receiver
2: and they did and they have Tar Heap so it wasn't so much in my opinion that uh they barely beat the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens are pretty good football team, and you notice Baltimore you fought. Th- beat themselves. They beat themselves because in a game like that, when those two teams know each other and they play each other every year, twice a year, you look at the mistakes they don't make, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to when they do, and it costs them the game. Their games, exactly. their games is I didn't expect the. Um, I didn't expect a a thirty. Uh, I'm sorry, not a 30, a tw- 31-24 game, but I did expect to come down to having a chance to win it, and they did have a chance to win it if Baltimore can get in the end zone. But they, have, I look for a 13-10 game or a a uh, 20-17 game. I don't look for these two teams to put up those numbers because they don't want to make the mistakes that's going to cost them. When I saw uh, 21-7 going into halftime, I said it's over for Pittsburgh. I said it's over because of the defense of the uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Now oh, I don't. Man. I'm sorry?
3: I'm just. I'm a, I said, huh, man? I'm oh, agreeing with you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, because of the defense of the Baltimore Ravens, I didn't think they could come back for 24 uh, for 14 points because 14 points sometimes is all they ever score when they play each other. But if that score was vice versa um, going into halftime with Pittsburgh being up 21-7, I would say Baltimore has no chance of coming back. What was impressive is that they were able to come back. They were able to do some things in that game and maintain, so you give credit to – uh uh, Dick LeBeau and his defense, and and, and, staying, and staying after it, they didn't sit back and hope that the Baltimore Ravens make a mistake. They kept aggressively on their defense. Uh, you, you look at uh, uh, what the uh, I, I, we did mention the drop balls. I give credit to Mike Tomlin and keeping his guys together on the sideline. You watch him up in sideline, orchestrating what those guys doing. You never really see them get down, even though they do some bonehead things. You tell that guy that it's time to come out there and make a play the next time. Well,
3: you got uh, to understand too, where he's from.
2: Yeah, yeah, and, and you know what, and I say that, and I want to talk about that going into the next, uh, coming back uh, and going to that next segment. We want to talk about some Pittsburgh Steelers. We want to talk about a little bit more. I'll let you interject a little bit more on that Baltimore-Pittsburgh Steelers, but I do want to talk about Pittsburgh Steelers and why I think they will beat the Jets and why Rex Ryan won't talk trash to those guys. It's Cromelot Sports. i Rich. We came from the ATL. We'll be back in two minutes.
1: You want me to stay? I'll be around today to be available.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voicemark is Sports. The Voice America Sports Channel.
1: 7 p.m. Eastern to the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: Voice America Sports Network.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports.
5: Voice America
2: Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwame Sports. Sometime Rich McKim from ATSL. We are. Uh, we are live. We were talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers in the Baltimore game. I thought it was uh, over when it was 21 7 going into halftime. Because of the way those two defenses play, I did not see them coming back from 14 points. Because I mentioned 14 points, most times, is all those guys ever score in that game, uh, one of the other teams, and they win. I look to see a 13 7 game, 13 10 game, either way, and I wouldn't be surprised who the winner would be. Um, we have on a—he's been holding on the last segment. Uh, Jeremy Freeland, you may know him as the other guy. He's on the—we uh, do a show on Sundays at Fox Sports Grill, and um, you know he does a good job. He's not the other guy. He actually does a pretty good job. He's a, a very knowledgeable about the game. Jeremy Freeland, welcome to the show. Uh, you on with myself and Rich, obviously. What's up, Jeremy? Thank,
5: thanks. for having me. It's Such a flattering known as the other guy, but it, it works for me. The, yeah, the
2: other the other guy's good. The other guy's good, at, and I think it works. in – uh. If you're the other guy, they want to know, who is this other guy? And it, it works out for you, man. It's, you do a good job. You know, you, you know your business. So. But let me get straight into this. And, uh, Coach, if you want to interject a little bit about the Baltimore Ravens. But let me ask, Jeremy, what did you see in that game that uh, that the Jets end up winning the game? I'm not, I'm not sure if you're a huge Jets fan. I don't think you're a huge Jets fan. But Patriots just in um, – I thought the chemistry was messed up in that, in that game. As far as setting Welker out, I think Welker's so much of a professional that he's able – to come in and play, Uh, he was having a little fun, but let me get your opinion on that.
5: Well, I definitely think Belichick needs to get basically an F for that entire game, and it started then. You don't pick a divisional playoff game against a heated rival who's really gunning for you to send a message. If If you want to talk to Wes on the side and say, hey, you know, we don't do that here, that's fine, but you don't bench him a few minutes before the game. And if you recall in 2007, it's the one time I've ever seen Chink in the the Brady armor where he would talk a little smack and it was before the Giants Super Bowl. If you uh-huh. remember, Plaxico predicted they would only score 14 points and right. Tom, you know, kind of made a snicker at that. So it, it backfired then. I'm surprised that West, the professional that he did would do that. However, I do agree with you that this was just a long time to send a message because as you guys know, uh, any last minute change for preparation to a game can really throw the entire team off. And it did look like that happened because they came out extremely flat.
2: Yeah, and I, if, I, if I was going to sit West Worker out, if I was that kind of a coach to that type of player, uh, I, I, I honestly believe West Worker could have went, went in that game and got his job done, but I would have told him early in the week if that was going to happen, he would have known he was sitting out uh, the first quarter early in the week. Now, you watched that same thing happen um, with uh, Braylon Edwards getting the DUI, um, I think I don't know if he set out a full quarter, but he came in and he had won the football game for the New York Jets. If you remember that game he set out... Yeah, he, yeah, he got a DUI, but Wes Worker is the different type of player. If Tom play, if Tom Brady says those things, do you bench Tom Brady? I don't know if he does that because... Well, but, not. Yeah, yeah, but, but you shouldn't do it against Wes, and Wes, again, he should know better because I do call the New England Patriots the Harvard of the Midwest. This, this is the team that always... The Harvard, the Harvard of the NFL. This is a team that... You know, they they find a way to get it done. They don't do a lot of trash talking. When they do a lot of trash talking, it backs fire, backs fire on these guys. So well, they, they go out there and play. Go ahead, Coach.
3: Well, Quan, we can understand this, too. He set up the first first series, first quarter, whatever it was. Okay, it was then his, That first quarter didn't affect his play in the second, third, and fourth quarter. Didn't I, affect him dropping two two balls and one in one end zone. Oh, I agree. Um, so you know to sit there and say that you know by him sing out the first quarter change the, 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 the dynamic or the aspect of the team. No, it didn't stop. Wes Welker plays slot. He doesn't play guard. Doesn't play tackle. Doesn't play center. Okay, he, Wes Welker had nothing to do with the pressure going on Tom Brady.
2: It may not affect Tom. Um, it might not. It may it not affect, affect... The offensive line. Offensive the Jets. The Jets. Were Tom to Brady win the game. Tom Brady got sacked five times. Now it may not. It's not going to affect um, Wes Worker, Like I said, that he probably could still say those things in the media because he was having fun with it and go out there and play. But it does affect those other ten guys or those other three or four guys who's in that passing game. When you when you've been in the mainstay for a while and you're looking for that guy, where's Wes Worker, why he's benched. now that sending a message to the other guys that why he's being benched in the final second. Well, Right before the game start, that should have been known. That way, it's not surprise yeah. to any, everybody else. Well, I, I got two other receivers on the outside of me. I put him in the slot. Who's going to cover this guy? He's been but, doing this for the rest of his. He's been doing this Edelman. long. He's been playing.
3: Play the slot. the slot for a few games. And West was out during the season.
2: Okay, I know, and but was the, very
3: productive. So but you the, can't sit here and say. But that the, well, the, the chemistry affected
2: them. The chemistry. It, it, how it all went oh, down. Please. How how it all goes down. And he's he's been that guy all year. Okay, now right before the playoffs start against a a Jets team that you have to win to go to the AFC Championship, um, and you got the home field advantage always through, you send you take the wrong time to send that message to that guy. Okay, so don't nobody know about it until it happens. Now the team's looking around, what's wrong with West? And for, that, and for that first series that they got shut out on, for that first series, guys trying to figure out what happened, why he's sitting out, and when they finally do, they start playing ball. It was not going to affect Wes Wecker. I said he's professional enough to go out there and play. He was having fun. But when he comes, when he's not there, it does affect the chemistry of the team for a second because they're trying to figure out what just happened.
5: Robert well, Kwame, you know, uh, I've been pretty critical of the Jets and Rex line a lot of the year. I didn't think they were playing up to their potential. Uh, a lot of people are bashing Belichick. But I think you've got to give a lot of credit to the New York Jets and Rex Ryan for that defensive scheme.
2: Absolutely, they I really did. Just
5: nobody opened downfield. The linebackers did a, great job, did a great job of taking the right. underneath away. They really didn't even try to stretch the field downfield whatsoever. And uh, the rush got in there. Sean Ellis, who was talking a lot before the game, he played a fantastic game. He was in the backfield pretty much the whole game. And the Jets dominated that game. And when you look at Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, yeah, both these guys are Hall of Famers. They've each lost three consecutive playoff games. They lost this year, last year, and the Super Bowl. So you have to start questioning maybe they're buying into their hype and arrogance just a little bit too much and they didn't put the work in maybe as required as it was going to take to beat a quality team like the Jets. And, and I've heard, and I thought, I, I will say this, and I'm sure Kwame will agree with me, I'm, I'm sure you will also,
3: is that because you don't have a deep threat like a Randy Moss to push them corners over the top to make them safe them them, them linebackers play a little bit deeper in their, in their zone um it affects you and it affected them in the playoffs this year
2: well you know what i said this uh i, I think I, I mentioned this to jeremy after we left the show sunday that um uh A big play, a threat down the field would help, but they've been doing it without threats all year. So they've been the best team in football all year without threats. It's just that their arrogance and the coach's arrogance. I won't say Tom Brady uh, because right now I want to talk about Belichick and his arrogance as the uh, Hall of Fame, figuring I can do it my way and and my way is the only way it's going to work. it Has worked yeah, for, what it, nine ten years? It has worked, but okay, but but not working now. But when it stopped working, when nobody is buying into it, when you bench a guy for the game that nobody knows about, you can't have you. If I'm gonna bench you, you gonna know by you gonna we going practice Wednesday. You gonna know Wednesday you being benched for a quarter. I'm not gonna tell you you bench right before they kick the ball off, and then everybody else look, going on was going on. That's why the offense stalled the first series. You didn't but make the the arrogance the arrogance the arrogance. He would have been bitch Thursday. What's one more day? It's not sure. Sunday. The arrogance that well, Belichick has football. and he's always had it and, and and he wins that way. But the arrogance that he's ha- having and had, he's 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 trying to get those guys to buy into it it's the wrong time in my opinion. He can do it however he wants to cuz he's won Super Bowls. It's the wrong time to do it in my opinion. I just think And that. maybe they need a, a deep threat, but they've been winning without a deep threat all year. you you, you had a deep threat in Randy Moss. Why would you get rid of them if you don't believe? That is a team that you don't have any superstars. That is a team full of role players that get the job done because they buy into the system. Not only they buy, they believe in that system. Uh, they, who's the stars over there on defense? Who's the stars okay. on offense? Can I a question? You can ask. You can ask a question. Ask though. Both
3: of your question. What happened to Hernandez in that game?
2: I don't know what happened to him.
3: Thank you. But that what was there Hernandez was the it factor for the Patriots all season long. I think he had one catch, maybe two catches, if I'm not mistaken.
2: I'll tell you right now, if you're not mistaken. So,
3: where was he at in the game? Again, I don't think that... I I, I will say this. The Jets' defensive...
2: The Jets played great on defense. Rex
3: Ryan's defensive game plan for that game was executed from A to Z. No questions asked. All Sanchez had to do was manage the game and not make a mistake. He did that. The defense got them turnovers. The defense three and outs, pressure. All right. And again, Patriots don't miss that field goal early in the second quarter. Might be a different game also.
2: Hernandez had uh, one reception for four yards. Um, I'm not counting on one guy. Uh, to to, I'm to win. win, I'm not counting on one guy to have an outstanding day for me to win. I, I look at um, uh Gronkowski had four for 65. Branch had five for 59. He distributes the ball well. Wecker had seven for 57 playing three quarters. Woodhead comes out the backfield has six for 52. The thing is, is they never had a rhythm. None of these. Only two of these guys I mentioned, and I can go down to A.G. Crumpler. I can go to uh, Edmond and Algie Crum. Sorry, Crumpler or Hernandez. Only two of them gets in an interception with receptions, right by receiving yards. Re- only two of them gets in the end zone.
3: Yeah, I know. I just think that, you know.
2: I think the Jets played an outstanding it defense league because he it had Brady. Jets. It wasn't so much what the Patriots didn't do. I just don't agree with the uh, situation of benching him right before the game. You would know that if your press conference on Thursday. I'm pulling you on my office right after that saying – we don't do that here in New England. You you're gonna sit out the first quarter. He has sure. to understand that. Now now the air is clear. So now uh, I bring this guy in right before it happened to mess up everything. It wasn't so much what the Patriots didn't do or did. It was what the Jets came out and played. Tom Brady had plenty of times. So he got sacked five times. He had plenty of time to throw the football. There was nobody to throw to. If he d- if he needed a big play receiver, maybe they'll look into that in their drive. They got drafts from everywhere, they got picks from everywhere, um, but they've been winning without a deep guy. When it, when everybody when he got rid of Randy Moss, everybody said they done. They wasn't done. They found a way to keep winning football games. Right. I just I just think um, the Jets. Uh, let's give a lot of credit to the eleven and five Jets right now, and not the fourteen and two uh, New England Patriots. And they got a game coming up against Pittsburgh. We're gonna hit that on the last segment. Jeremy, you, st- you still there? Jeremy, still there? Yeah, he may go. He had, uh, probably had to go out there. But okay. I do want to touch Rex Ryan. Going hey, to
3: Rex Ryan, two years, two AFC championship games, mm-hmm. first two years in the league as a head coach, hell, doing a hell of a job. Rex Ryan is the kind of coach that he reminds me. I, I'm not saying I'm trying to be like Rex Ryan, but he reminds me a lot of how I, how I like to coach. And you know how I, how I coach, Quam. You know, I talk my trash to my players. I get my players, you know, he backs up his players. He motivates his players. And he asks his players to do what they're supposed to do. And that's it. And that's all you can ask.
2: Yeah, he asks you to lead. He likes you to lead by example. That's why he's always out there in front. He's outspoken. He's confident in how he approaches his team. What I didn't like about Rex Ryan is when that offense was stale. Remember who these guys lost to. Remember, they didn't score against Cleveland. I think it was Cleveland. I don't know. They didn't score against one team. They was was edged out. I can put up their stats, their record, and their schedule. uh, But it's not that important. But you know I, didn't, I can
3: go back to when you were playing, man. I
2: don't wait a minute. I don't like the uh we're gonna take a break. Uh, I don't like that he didn't get his offense to play and they got enough pop, uh weaponries over there to to um to sustain drives, to to get in the end zone. I don't like they got the Sean Green, Ladanian Thomas, Braylon Edwards, uh San Antonio Holmes, they have um who else they have over there that's that's good. They even Sanchez, but Brian Schottenhammer did not it's almost like he got this whole offense on the leash, and that's unfortunate because they have stuff over there to win that football game. And they, and, But it, they won at the right time. They beat the New England Patriots 28-21. Because of their quarterback is the reason why they do it. Right. They, it, well, the quarterback hasn't been all that good all year, but I, I was always uh, uh, Mark Sanchez. I wasn't on his bandwagon, but I was impressed at how he played uh, for that team without being able to throw the ball downfield. Uh, a lot of times, and that's that's a discredit to Brian Schottenhammer, the office coordinator. But I thought he played an excellent or coached an excellent game uh, against the Jet, against the Patriots, because he was able to throw the ball downfield. He was able to roam. I think the offensive line for the Jets did a good job. Uh, but uh, I didn't think Brian Rex Ryan got it, got on his offense like he gets on his defense, and, and not get on it as far as discipline, but he puts so much pressure on the defense. Put some on the offense and make these guys respond to how your defense responds to it. I got you. Now you. Now we're gonna take a break, man. We'll come back in two minutes. Wow. Uh, what's up? Hello. Why are we taking a
3: break? We'll go ahead. Take a break. Yeah, yeah. We Bye-bye.
2: take a break. We got a, we got nine minutes coming back out of the break. Uh, last segment. Quantum Live Sports on time. Rich McKinnon from the ATL. Uh, let me see what this post is. Ray, the super producer, coming uh, coming in the office and let me see what this is about. We will be back in two minutes on the sports show.
4: Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: Get ready to talk sports.
5: every monday tune in after the weekend games for locker room views with arturo freeman it's a sports show that'll keep you talking we'll go inside the minds and lives of world-class athletes and hear about their views
3: opinions and life experiences about the world of sports your host former nfl great arturo freeman will present an action packed every single week arturo freeman locker room views is live every monday at 9 a.m pacific time 12 noon eastern time on
5: the voice america sports channel
4: your internet flagship station for sports.
5: Voice America Sports. Arms.
2: Welcome back to the Coalmont nah, We bridge. got nine minutes. AT, we got nine minutes in this segment. Eight eight eight, eight three four six nine one four. Five. If you want to call in and be a part of the show, I see Rich still hating after all these years. He know I'm sexy <laughs> and all that other good stuff. Um, We've
3: been boys 20-something years, dog. I'm, I'm <laughs> not going to ever hate. It. Just give you a hard time.
2: We had uh, Jeremy Freeland now. I told you he's the other guy, but he knows his stuff. He's a good guy. Uh, we'll be down in uh, Fox Sports Grill on Sundays if you want to come down there and hang out, get some of this knowledge. Uh, but we just talk. We do NFL Rewind. That's what it's called. Um We're on the uh, Post-America Sports, uh, Corbinite Sports sometime, Rich, 888-346-9144. If you want to talk about this, get in with this last segment, we are here. Coach, go ahead.
3: Well, you know, we just don't sit here and just chit-chat about finish playing these NFL playoffs. You know, I'm excited about the conference championship games this weekend. You know, Steelers, Jets, you know, Bears-Packers. Bears-Packers. really can't get no better than Bears-Packers.
2: Yeah, well, you know, and that's a team.
3: 182 games played. Um, and they're what, about what and what. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's a great situation for, um, for the NFL. You know, it's not, it's a, you know, with all the turmoil going on right now with the CBA, mm-hmm. um, with all the drama going on over the last couple of years. And, you know, you have a rivalry that dates back to the 1950s and 40s and 30s. Um, you know, it goes a long way. Inter, inter division rivalry at that. The black and blue division. Um you know I think that you know and if Green Bay would have won that game early in the year the championship game would have been in Green Bay not Chicago
2: Well let, yeah I, I hear you and and that was one of the teams that I mentioned earlier um you probably stuck in the snow but that the uh the uh New England I mean sorry the the Green Bay Packers is a team nobody really wants to see right now because that's the team that's on the rise uh at peaking at the right time and I will not say on the rise as far as they've been nowhere all year but they've been peaking at the right time. And that's a team that uh in their division where they know each other. And that's what I kind of thought about the uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh game. They know each other so well. They're very physical teams. Um, but they, they they play at a high level. Now, let me let me get off them for a second because I want to quickly get on to Pittsburgh. Um, but let me tell you about this idiot right here. Lawrence Maroney arrested on gun charges. What was this? Whenever it was, after the game or something like that, what a dummy! He's a idiot. Lawrence Great Maroney idiot. arrested on gun charges. Allegedly, he's arrested on gun charges. He couldn't have been that mad about the uh, that loss. He couldn't no. have been. But if you have guns, you have guns. Parking lot? Yeah, I don't know. He, you can't have guns on NFL property either. In a, at a stadium or at your at your home uh, stadium or on any NFL property. During the course of the game, this clown is arrested on gun charges. He's not even that good. They didn't even use him. He, and Brady got to pass the boy, ball 45 times. He's he's not a factor. Let's move on, man. I just want to get that out there. Because I can't understand some of these guys um, when they do stuff like this. And then, then the media, what the media are going to do is take this incident and say, oh, man, all these football players are like this, which that's not the case. Look at the uh, good stuff we do. There's a lot of good stuff you want to do. And I could talk about that. We can make a show about it, but we still wouldn't have enough time. But you would take a Lawrence Maroney uh, idiot situation like this, and you'll blow it up, and it will be on the news all day. We'll find more more about this uh, as we yeah, go. You know, yes, yeah, we go on. Now let's get on. back. Let's get back to that Pittsburgh. Let's get back to some real stuff, some real football.
3: I just think back. You know, I'm, I'm going to go back to the Ravens. I just think that you know, no making no excuses. We just didn't play a good second half football. I guess we went in the halftime. A little complacent, thinking they're down by fourteen. With our defense just played, if our defense just played mediocre, we can stop them. But again, this is
2: you You're know, absolutely uh, right. You absolutely this right. Is,
3: this is Ben Roethlisberger. You know, this is Mike Wallace. This is James Farrior. This is a co- team coach by Mike Tomlin. Um, their resilience is 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 crazy because. It's all about sixty minutes with Mike, and you know Mike grew up where we grew up, so it's kind of like,
2: right, you know,
3: right. That's how we were raised. Our mentality is that way. We play sixty minutes of football.
2: Tell Ryan them to shut up. I hear them all through this uh, speaker.
3: And um, shut up, Ryan them.
2: Goodness uh, gracious.
3: And um, hey, hey. you know, so it's it's a situation where the Ravens just didn't play good football, and, and to me, I can't stand the Pittsburgh Steelers. You were on my Facebook. <laughs> you saw my picture all week long. I kept it up. Um, but as far as Jets Steelers. Packers, Bears, who's the team I like
2: the Jets. Who's the team? Who's in the Jets and the Packers?
3: Jets and the Packers, Coach Britt. That's my I'll put that on, on the record right now.
2: I'm not gonna argue with that, but I like the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know what? See Rex Ryan and, and his defense, the any other team they play, they can talk trash to him next week you you let me know if they talk tries about the Pittsburgh Steelers that's like you you let me know if you hear some tries this week about the Pittsburgh Steelers you talking to the bully now you talking yep. to the you talking to the guy hey, even if Ryan well, he shut up he all in the show ain't even in the room you talking to the um you talking about the um Baltimore Ravens now. You're talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers. You're talking about some bullies on defense that you can't t- trash talk to them because they will blitz you till they put your quarterback out, win, lose, or draw. Then your whole team is disruptive. Roethlisberger- I'll tell you
3: right now, um, you know, the the Jets beat the Steelers early in the season, 17-22. Mm-hmm.
2: They, they, um, they split.
3: And they were just killing Ben Roethlisberger. Now, what hurts, you know, the, and what really bothers me about – the game on Saturday. Again, I'm going to go back to it. It's a simple fact that the Steelers lost two offensive linemen uh-huh. in that game, and you still still can't win the game? Now, if the Steelers lose those, guys, those offensive linemen come Sunday, it's a wrap. Game over. Cancel. You're going home. you know, stay in Pittsburgh. You're not leaving. The Jets are going to the Super Bowl. They're on their way to Dallas. Get your popcorn ready. Here they come. Because those guys were going to bring it to you because they have a chip on their shoulder. The Ravens, for some reason, lost their chip that was on their shoulder. The Steelers, mm, somewhat uh, not really a chip on their shoulder. They just play good football, but the Jets have a chip on their shoulder. And when you play with a chip on your shoulder, you know that qualm. You play a little bit harder. You play a little bit better. Um, you, you, sometimes you make less mistakes.
2: I, uh, you know what? I hear you. I hear you're, you're tuned saying.
3: into the game. You're tuned in from quarter to quarter, from second to second, play to play, and you're just there to make things happen
2: we got
3: three. Uh, the X Factor, James Ferrier, and um, what's your boy, number 92? Um, H- Harris. Huh? Harrison.
2: Harrison. Uh-huh. If after, James if Harrison.
3: If they get after after, and Woodley, if they get after Sanchez, Sanchez will make mistakes, and we know that the Pittsburgh Steelers and Troy Palomaro, if he's healthy, will um, change the outlook of that, of that game. As much as I hate the Pittsburgh Steelers. What a passion. And, and every bit of my soul.
2: And here's my Super Bowl team as I as I move forward. I like the Pittsburgh Steelers and the uh Green Bay Packers. Uh this will be a this will be a good game. This will be a good Super Bowl to go to. I will be down at the Super Bowl FYI. If anybody wanna come down there, don't look for me. Uh catch me on my uh what is it, tweet? Are you, tw- you on Twitter now? I've been on Twitter, I just never use it. But let me let me get on to this bully, uh this team in the Pittsburgh Steelers. They, they they have if, if you're right, if uh if they got their health uh, uh, as far as in the secondary, then, they, then Troy Palomalu, um, he's the he's the catalyst to make this these team go. This defense go with him, they probably the best team in the league. Uh defensively without him, they searching and looking for a way. They they taking the slack from him not being there, looking for making sure the other safety doesn't mess up. Um but uh, Roethlisberger has been outstanding. Remember, he missed six games. I think it was six games before he came back. But when he came back, it's like he fit right into it. Um, Pittsburgh got to find a way to run the football. Rashad Mendenhall, 20 carries for 46 yards. Uh, uh, Moore, two carries for 12 yards. 22 total uh, carries. I don't think that's a good effort in, in running football when you got a dominant defense that's going to back you up.
3: That's well, the, you know what, though, Calm. You look at. I'll go back to that game on Saturday.
2: They didn't now, use Todd Heap, but let me say Baltimore didn't use Todd Heap enough. Three receptions. Come on, he's one of the better t- best tight ends in the game.
3: Well, then you have Rashad Mendenhall stopped on the four yard line. He cuts back, and you, he still scores a touchdown. I got mm-hmm. a problem with that.
2: Yeah, so, especially. Uh, well, they did have a defense, and I thought uh, Ed Reed made an outstanding tackler on the goal line to stop him. But then they come right back into him, and like you said, he cuts back for the touchdown. Uh, he's a good. Let me take. Let me say this about Mendenhall. He's a good. Uh, 15 yards in the end running back. Uh, he has some. He has broke some long runs early in the year. Uh, but he's um he's he's that guy you want in the red zone to get those yards and get that play action. Um, but I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, man, you're not gonna hear a lot of trash talking going back and forth because. You look who this team has always been. This team has always been aggressively on offense and defense. Look at Heinz Ward on this offense. He, the guy can play defense uh with his attitude. He has a defensive mentality, he plays receiver and I think that's why he would be in the Hall that that's not exactly why he would be in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame for a lot of things uh, that he does on offense. Heinz Ward. Heinz Ward would be a Hall, yeah, he'll be future, a Hall of Famer. Future no, Hall of Famer. The way he,
3: the way the way he Came to the, come
2: to the game. Yeah, exactly, and that's what you were saying with a chip on your shoulder. Come yeah. to the game with a chip on your shoulder from the first game of the season to the last game of the season, and you'll find yourself in a situation that you will like. Don't wait to turn it on because somebody said this about you, said that about you. Uh, that's why I like the uh, we got 10 seconds to break. Remember coach. when he
3: was drafted?
2: Oh, I remember when he was in drafted. 96? 96.
3: They were like, why did they draft him? Yada, yada, yada,
2: yada. Same thing with Donovan. When the fans don't know anything but reading articles and don't know about the guy and what he does.
3: He was like, a productive Quarterback slash wide receiver from start from Georgia
2: from start to finish yes all right my Super Bowl team is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Green Bay Packers Coach B Green Bay Packers
3: New Green York Green Bay Packers Jets, Jets, the New Jets 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 Jets, Jets, Jets,
2: Jets. Quarman, the sport sometime Rich so let me say this right here the Kansas Jayhawks are number two but you got the Ohio State Buckeyes number one we coming Boom. to get y'all we coming to get them Buckeyes
3: are bums great bums
2: <laughs> We coming to get those duck eyes, Ohio State, Kansas. Don't let it come down to those two teams. Hey, we'll be back next week. Check out the fan page. Climb Live sports sometime, Rich McKinnon from the ATL. Holla. We out.
0: Thanks for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.